0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. All right, uh, show of hands, how many of you have already started your Christmas shopping? Oh, good number of you, right? Giving gifts is fun, but it's also a delicate thing. Right, you're trying to find something the other person will use and appreciate you, Right, You want to find something that they'll like. Of course, when you give it to them, they might give you a polite smile and say thank you. But if you want to know what they really think of it, watch what they do after. I remember one Christmas when we were with extended family, one of my Nephew's was really young. Rachel knows the story I'm going to tell. She just hit her head. Someone gave gave our nephew a little Hot Wheels set, which he opened immediately and started playing with, even though people were like, there are other presents under the tree. Well, when they finally got his attention for the next gift, he opened it and saw it was a book. He literally slid it across the floor screaming, I don't want that. His parents, of course, scolded him and told him to say thank you, which he reluctantly did before he then went back to the Hot Wheels. Adults usually aren't as blunt as my nephew. We're a little more soft. We'll say the polite thank you, but then that piece of clothing somehow finds its way to the back of the closet. That book gets put on the shelf, never to be read. That cookie tin gets passed on to someone who will actually eat the cookies. And if you're the one giving the gift, that can hurt. And since we know that can hurt, we don't want to hurt others. So sometimes we pretend to appreciate something even though we really don't. For example... Recently, I was talking to some colleagues about Aunt Gertrude. Now, I don't really have an Aunt Gertrude, but in a way, I think everybody has an Aunt Gertrude. Aunt Gertrude is that person who constantly gives you gifts that you don't really like. She has a big heart and she means well, but her gifts are always just off. Aunt Gertrude is the one who buys you that ugly Christmas sweater that you wouldn't even wear to an ugly Christmas sweater party. (laughs) It's that bad. She's the one who bought you that painting that she thought was beautiful, but you think it's just awful. She's the one who gives you fruitcake, even though nobody really eats fruitcake. But then what do you do when Aunt Gertrude comes to visit You put on that ugly sweater, you hang up the painting, and you put the fruitcake on the table because you don't want to hurt her feelings. But as soon as she leaves, what do you do? You take off the sweater, you take down the painting, and you throw the fruitcake in the trash. It happens. Every family has an Aunt Gertrude. And if you don't know who it is in your family, guess what? It's probably you. (laughs) Receiving gifts is great, but sometimes we're not all that excited about them, and we don't really use them. Today's gospel reading is all about gifts. Right? We have this landowner who gifted his slaves with talents. Right? Now, talent here doesn't mean something you're good at, like something you would do in a talent show. No, a talent is a measure of money. In fact, it's 15 years worth of wages. So the first slave received 75 years worth of wages. The second one received 30 years worth, and the last one still received 15 years worth. That's a lot of money, even for the slave who only received the one. And the master just gave it to them, right? No questions asked. But it was still the master's money. Quite often, we think with gifts, there's also a transfer of ownership with the item. Right? That ugly Christmas sweater no longer belongs to Aunt Gertrude. It belongs to you. She has no claim over it anymore. So you can do with it what you want. You can wear it. You can stuff it in the back of a closet. You can burn it. Whatever, right? But that's not how the parable works. And that's not how God works. When God gives us gifts, they still belong to God. We're just supposed to take care of them and use them well then you know how the rest of the parable goes. Right? The slave who received the five talents goes off and makes five more. The slave who received the two goes off and makes two more. And the slave who had the one talent just hit it in the ground. Now, why would these slaves act this way? Why did the first two go out and make more and the third one bury it? I think it has to do with how they viewed the master. At the beginning of the story, we've heard that this master simply gives them these talents, which is extremely generous. The first two slaves seem to recognize this. They know that they don't deserve such a gift, so they celebrate and they go out and do something with it. They are genuinely happy to receive it like my nephew and his Hot Wheels set. The third slave, though, as we find out later in the story, thought the master was a harsh man. So he didn't want to risk losing the master's money. He didn't want to do something wrong with it, so he didn't do anything with it, which turned out to be wrong. But then again, how would he have known what the master wanted? Right? The master didn't give them any instructions. I mean, if somebody gives you money as a gift, what are you supposed to do with it? If the money's on a gift card, then the instructions are implied. Right? I want you to spend this much money at this particular store. But if it's just straight up cash, what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to go out and buy something fun for yourself? Are you supposed to save it? Are you supposed to donate it? Like what? What are you supposed to do? Like let's say you you took the money and you bought a flat screen TV, but they wanted you to save it for some emergency. Then they might get upset. But if they didn't say anything, how would you know? God has blessed us with so many wonderful gifts. They don't come with strings attached, but they also don't come with specific instructions either. Think about the fact that you're alive. Your life is a gift. But what are you supposed to do with it? There are plenty of people, even plenty of adults, who are still trying to figure out what they want to be when they grow up. Or think about first-time parents. If you're a parent, think about that first time when you held your child. Yes, you were probably madly in love, but you were also completely clueless. Here is this super adorable, incredibly fragile little person looking at you to take care of them. Do you remember that overwhelming feeling of love mixed with pure panic? I see people nodding their heads, yes. God trusted you to take care of this child. But the baby didn't come with an instruction manual. some parents do a good job of learning on the fly. Yes, they make mistakes, but at least they do something. They take risks. They figure out how to love this child. Other parents, though, completely mistreat the child. They think they can do whatever they want with this kid. No The child still belongs to God, not to you. The third slave in this parable thought he could do whatever he wanted, even though the talent still belonged to the master. But the master still trusted him, just like the master trusted the other two slaves. But, since there wasn't any clear instructions, this guy didn't want to take any chances. He didn't want to make any mistakes, so he didn't do anything. It's like taking that new sweater and putting it in the back of the closet. Or taking that book and sliding it across the floor. Right, the talent doesn't do any good buried in the ground the first two slaves did something with what they were given. They took risks. They were willing to make mistakes. Right? I mean, there was a good chance that they could have invested that money and then lost it all. Right? There's no guarantee they would have got a return on their investment. Then again, maybe there was. Yes, there's no guarantee with a return with the stock market, but I think there is a guarantee when it comes to other gifts God gives us. Like, when you take care of your children, there will be a return. They will grow into healthy people. When you take care of the environment, there will be a return. There will be room for new life to grow. When you take care of the people around you, there will be a return. There will be stronger relationships. Today, on this Consecration Sunday, we look at all the wonderful gifts God's given to us. As individuals and as a congregation, God has placed these treasures into our care. And now we have the chance to do something great with them. Like new parents, we might be scared, but we're also full of love. Love for the one who gave us these gifts and for the gifts themselves. I mean, you all love God and love neighbor. That's not just our mission statement, that's who you are. I've seen it in you. Some congregations look at what God has given to them and they just sit on. They don't want to take a risk, even though there will be a return. So they don't do anything. But that's not you guys. You are much more like the first two slaves. They were so overcome with gratitude because of what the master gave them that they quickly did something with it. Right? They were excited about it. Like my nephew and his Hot Wheels. So in just a moment here, we'll fill out those Estimate of Giving cards. And, and those cards aren't just about how much money you'll give to our mission together in the coming year. They're about how you celebrate the wonderful gift that is this congregation. And it's true. St. Paul Lutheran Church is a gift. We are a gift to one another, and we're a gift to all the people around us. As a community of faith, God trusts us to care for each other and our neighbors. And when we use this gift, there will be a return. Love is shared. Faith is grown. Comfort is provided. We've seen that happen in so many ways this past year. And now, we get to celebrate what God will do with us in the coming year, too. So, three things to remember. First, like the slaves, God has given us amazing gifts. Even though there aren't specific instructions. Second, those gifts always belong to God. And third, when we use those gifts well, there will definitely be a return. With this kind of gift, there are no fake smiles and polite thank yous. Instead, there is celebration and joy in doing something with these gifts. So, sorry, Aunt Gertrude. God's gifts are a whole lot better than yours. In the name of the one who is God's generosity in the flesh, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.